Welcome to Chapter 11 of the Kinsman Die Podcast, home of fantasy fiction based on Norse mythology that's written and read by me, Matt Bishop. In this podcast, I read my first novel, Kinsman Die, one chapter at a time. Every five chapters, I recap the key plot points and provide some insight into the myths I've referenced in the book, as well as some of the creative choices I've made along the way. I usually ask this toward the end of the episode, and I'll do so then as well, but please leave a review on whichever platform you listen on. That's one of the key ways to raise the show's visibility and obviously of letting me know what all you guys from all over the world think of the podcast on the book, at, at least so far. We're still in the exposition stage of the book. Roughly the first 10% of the overall novel is where you meet the point of view characters learn who they are, and what the world is like before things kind of go sideways. Here's a summary of what we know so far about the plot. Frigg, the Allmother, has two sons, one of whom, Balder, suffers from debilitating dreams. In Chapter 1, she'd rushed to his side and we saw him recover. We also learned that she summoned her husband, Odin, the Allfather, back from his wanderings in the West. Frigg also experienced a disturbing vision of what she fears may lie ahead in Baldur's yet-to-come. A town named Halls has been sacked. Vidar Odinson is on scene and has learned what happened. The Jotun, old enemies of the Asir, attacked, violating a long-standing peace. Odin, the Allfather, has returned to Gladsheim just after his son Baldur's latest dreaming sickness and after the attack on Halls. When we left him in the last chapter, he'd sent his wolves out to clear the western road so that he could ride to Vidar's aid. Blind Hodor Odinson lives in a town named Ifington. He ate one of Yggdrasil's fruits, which restored his youthfulness, but did nothing to heal his sight. Loki Laufeyson enjoyed a meal with his wife Sigyn and his two sons, Vali and Narfi. He appears to be plotting something and is then surprised when a messenger arrives saying that Odin has returned. In this episode I read today, we return to Loki, who's having a quiet riverside moment by himself. Let's do this. Chapter 11. Loki. Loki flung a small stone into the onrushing Fenninger. And will my plan still work, now that Yig is back? Why wouldn't it? The river seemed to reply. Perhaps it will even work better. Less delay. Loki frowned at that stooping to snatch up another small, wet stone. The water's voice was a rumbling counterpoint to his thoughts that swam like salmon through all the possibilities that might befall him, his sons, and his wife, because of the path he now walked. He broke his oath and cast your children out. Why would he free them now? I've never asked. Perhaps he's learned mercy these past hundred winters. The falling water seemed to laugh at him. Ig, mercy? Loki whipped the second stone into the Franninger. Its splash disappeared into the river spray as the water plunged into the lake below. You gave in when you heard the Norns' prophecy, thinking that if you remain free, you might win their freedom. That's what I told myself. Angerboda never believed me. She fought him, fought the doom he'd set. I should have, too. What kind of father am I? The kind that still lives. As do cowards. He hurled a third stone into the river. You're no coward, Loki. You do what must be done. You always have. Think of all the times you saved the day for the Asir by doing what they would not do. That was different. Was it? 
He wiped the spray from his face and pulled his cloak more tightly around him. Absolutely. I lost my wife and my children because I chose not to oppose my brother. Former brother. He broke his oath to you. There is no bond between you anymore. What if he was right to listen to the Norns? Perhaps you are a coward after all. Loki clenched his jaw at that idea, flung back at him, a spear caught and returned. He wasn't a coward. Strength against strength was foolish, but his strength against another's weakness? That was how he won. Though sometimes doing that meant taking the longer view. Now that he's back, all these years of planning and preparation are wasted. Why are they wasted? Ig is too confident in his strength. And why shouldn't he be? The Jotun are dying even as the Asir prosper. But you know what the Jotun truly plan, while he's made himself blind. Easier to kill a plague than Yig. That's why your plan is perfect. But he's back now. I'm not certain it will still work. How could it not? And even if it doesn't, how would you want your name to be remembered? As someone who realized vengeance? Or as a weakling who instead cowered and shivered by a river? Loki felt a gentle hand on his arm. Startled, he looked up to see Sigyn peering from beneath a cloak glistening from the river's spray. Come inside, she said, her voice nearly drowned beneath the Freningers. He was trembling with cold. His teeth were chattering. How long had he stood here? He embraced her, savoring her warmth, and whispered, Why are you doing this? Why help me? You know what might happen. What he'll do to all of us if we're caught. Sigyn's arms tightened around him. She kissed his cheek, then pulled back and reached up to rest chill fingers against his brow. They sheltered his eyes from the stinging spray. A bead of water formed on her nose. Freckles dusted her cheeks, and those familiar... Lovely crinkles formed around her eyes as she smiled, lines that even the fruit Idun tended hadn't smoothed away. Sigyn peered straight into the depths of his spirit. Because I love you. Well, folks, that was chapter 11 of Kinsmen Die. I hope you enjoyed it. Loki conversed with himself beside the river and the waterfall, Fenninger. He's up to something, which Yig's return, Odin's return, has potentially disrupted. We also learn that Loki was married before to a woman named Angerboda, with whom he had children who are now all lost. Next episode, we're back with Hoder. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you all are as well. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, I have several requests. First, please leave a review on whatever podcast app or platform you use. As I mentioned earlier, they really help. They help raise the visibility of the show, and they give me a great idea of how everybody is liking it. Also, please share the podcast. And finally, please consider supporting my work by buying my books or in some other way, likes, follows, Patreon, locals, etc. And I'd also enjoy hearing from you. You can email me at mattbishoprights at gmail.com. And with that, I will leave you with this thought from the sayings of the High One, Odin himself. And as always, this is the Bellows Translation, available on Sacred Texts. Verse 11. A better burden may no man bear for wanderings wide than wisdom. Worse food for the journey, he brings not a field than an overdrinking of ale.